The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz. John. Aren't you, aren't you going to introduce the audience, too? Yes. We well, well you know, first of all, I should say that welcome to AFCON 2010. I've got an audience here, and we're, we're happy to be here finally. And uh, We got here. We've been chatting a little bit. These guys, we've, got a, we've got a good mix of people. We've got some SEOs in the room. We've got some affiliates, um, affiliate managers. We've got a, a affiliate publishers. Um, and I, I've already talked to them a little bit. They've got some questions lined up for us and, you know, when we get to that point. so Perfect. All right. Well, today's show, we're going to jump around to some affiliate questions we put out. Right. And do uh, you want to start with those before we go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, one of the things that uh, John and I were thinking about was and I thought of myself, because we've both done affiliate at some point or another. Mostly, like, John had run a program. I had um, sort of tested the waters myself at one point, and uh, I've certainly helped other clients with it. But uh, eh, we just thought we'd, we'd bounce around a few ideas. And one of the things that I thought of was, well, at what point do you play ball and go with a multiple-site plan or stick with the goal, which is a single site? You know, really, focusing on one site in the ideal world is best because you can focus all of your resources on marketing just one website. But what do you do if uh, all your competition is doing multiple and it's just too competitive? Do you go that route? And you know, To us, it's not that simple because we try and stick to the letter of what we know is the best. But we sympathize, and I'm sure it's very difficult at times to do that. And there's different strategies. So, like, if you're, you can do the, multi, the multi-site strategy if you're doing, like, exact match domains. And you have a bunch of exact match domains, and you only want to get one phrase for that entire site, but you want to get, you know, it's a lot of traffic. So that, to me, is, is a technique or a tactic that would work for multiple sites. But you're going to know it's, you, you have your main site, and that's just a supplemental traffic based off of that one particular exact match domain, exact match phrase. You, know, you might get some variations, but unless you've got the resources and the time to treat each and every one of those sites as a full blown out site you know, with real content, real updates, and real link building, it's really hard to do that multi-domain strategy, without a doubt. So of the affiliates in the audience, how many of you, if you could put your hand up, um, have tried just doing it with one site first? How many of you stayed with it? <laughs> one person sort of. Out so, of three but how many, how many took that one site and made that your primary focus, but then did some other stuff on the site with other domains? So that, to me, would be a, a, if you're going to branch out into multiple sites, that would be, be the way to do it. You have that one that's your primary focus, but you're going to go off to a different domain here. You're going to test something over here. You get another domain over here, test something else. Do the exact match. See how a blog works versus a, your own little version of a dig clone. Those kind of things. You know, if you're trying different models, you're going to have to have different sites because you're not going to have all the different models of tra- traffic models on the same site. 
So to me, that would be a, a reason to go ahead and do multiple sites. But just throwing out 100 templated sites all targeting a different topic or a different location, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And if, if, if let's say, you, by some fluke, you managed to get something like that to fly for a couple of weeks, again, a fluke or even a month, you're putting all your money, all, everything in one basket because that is something that Google figures out pretty quick these days and you'll just lose it all. So, uh, you know, stick with and, the and, 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 and You guys may know this already, but how easy is it for Google to know what maybe a CJ code looks like or a share sale code to look like? They know. They know what all these affiliate codes look like. And if, you, if they see the same affiliate ID in that code across 100 sites, you've been busted. And it's like it's so easy to tell unless you have a different affiliate code for each one of those sites, you know, you're not going to get away with it. So yeah. it's that simple. And you know, Bitly, all these things are all transparent, so there's yeah. nothing, no simple way to, to, to mask it. Now, then again, I have to give credit to affiliates. You guys find some pretty amazing ways to do things, so there may be something, heck, we don't even know about. We're not exactly embedded in the affiliate industry, but um, we do know what works in terms of SEO, and, and I, I yeah. would say that I've told him, full agreement with John, stick with a, a, the main site being the place where all the content is and then work on some of the uh, uh, oh, I don't even know what to call them without Variations. making myself cringe. Uh, mini sites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you guys call them? You know, satellite, satellite sites. sites. There you go. All right. I like that. I like that. So if we had a prize here, I got a little teeny miniature mint. It could be your prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't grab it in your mouth. It'd be, it's not unwrapped. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, satellite sites, go with that and just use them to, to target some of the niches that you're finding you're not targeting well with your main site. Um, so let's, let's take this question. I know one of, the, one of the gentlemen in the audience does auto blocks. He asked me before we started a question that's really related. So I, I don't know if we have a mic we can take over to him or if you could just yell real, real loud. Yeah, looks your like question. we do. So how many is a few? So, so the question he's talking... So we should repeat this. Yeah, yeah, repeat it. So basically he's talking about he has, a, he has um, auto blogs. He's got fit over 50 sites, a number of them are ranking on the first page for his terms. Um, and he's just kind of setting the foundation. Because, again, we're recording this for radio. They might not be able to hear, so we don't want to have dead space on the air. Just to let you know. So, so what is the question? What are you trying to find out? So ben, he's looking for some better SEO techniques for auto blogs. And he uses headway. That's one and, thing I know. That and he uses headway know. theme for WordPress is his main primary theme, correct? Yes. yes. So, um, yeah. Which he, we should note, he says he finds better than Thesis, which is that's a, like okay. it better than Thesis. Much better, he says. Okay. I, I, my background is graphic design, so headway has all these capabilities <laughs> that are just unbelievable. Uh, all right. Thesis to the ground. So, okay. Right. And so the background, his background is in graphic design. He's given headway a big thumbs up much better than thesis. Yeah. So the question yeah. is basically for auto blogs, you know, how can you do, you know, what are some better techniques for auto blogs? And I actually gave a presentation at WordPress Miami this year 
um, WordCamp Miami this year on SEO. And my, it started out basically saying that you know, SEO for WordPress is absolutely no different than SEO for any other site on the planet. And the same, same thing for you. SEO for Autoblogs is not going to be any different than SEO for, um, you know, Fruit Basket site. You, you have to, the, it's the fundamentals, it's the basic, it works for all the sites. You have to have your content, you have to have your links, and, and you have to be crawlable. So, I mean, it's the, it's the fundamentals. For auto sites, it's, it's really, if you're going to get down into a niche, it's about how do you find that content and how do you find those links that are specific to your niche. And that's where it gets more specific as you get down to a site-level basis, is finding the right type of content, the right type of links that are relevant and authoritative and get them for your site. It, it's the same for every other site on the Internet. I mean, there's no difference. So I'm going to have to admit some ignorance here. I haven't heard the term autoblog. Can you just... I, and I'm, that's a good question, because I'm assuming you're talking about blogs about automobiles. No, no, no. No, automatic blogging. There is autoblog.com, which is pretty silly. But, uh, right. Uh, no, it's, it's uh, blogs. Automated blogs. Yeah, automated blogs. Oh, see? WP Robar, WP Automatic. Okay. Yeah, okay. See, you should have spoke up, Ross. Come on. I thought, oh, he looks like he knows what he's talking about. Okay, um, right. And then you have ads up on the site, essentially uh, your CPA offers or our agent offers. All right. That and, and you're monetizing through, through, through those offers? Any other kind of monetization, like AdSense or that stuff? Uh, or other, yeah, I just put up other um, CPA offers through uh, CPA networks or um, you know, agent offers. Okay. So, so how do you determine, when you're doing your autoblogs, just to kind of get some background information, how do you determine your niche, your targets? What kind of research are you doing? Uh, um, going through the UCCPA CPA networks and seeing what offers can be um, sort of autoblogs. Okay. So, so, so his answer for, the, for folks listening is he goes through the, the CPA networks and he looks for different offers that he thinks could be autoblogged and whether they're stable or not. Is that correct? And okay. are these feeds that you're just automatically... You know, just taking from these different sites and, and chewing out into your blog? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, trying to, you know, spin the content a little bit so it's not picked up. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm hiding a lot of stuff um, in the HT access file, you know, from Google so they don't see that it's an auto blog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hiding the plugins folder, hiding, you know, a couple other things. So it is kind of massive a little bit. I haven't been punished yet. Um, you know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for that. I don't see that. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Again, he's talking about how when he does his auto blogs, and I, can everybody else hear him in the room? Cause, okay, so that's good. That he's, so I'm repeating for the people in the room too. He's he's hiding things in his uh, in his installation so that the search engines don't see the, what plugins he's using. Um, what else did you do? What were you saying? Um, hiding in the robots.txt files. Hiding in robots.txt. So he's hiding. He, he's masking stuff from the engines. Um, Robots.txt won't. Robots.txt is not going to mask anything from the engines. It just tells the crawler don't go there, but if somebody links to it, it'll go there anyway. So it's, they know about it. And, and honestly, I mean, if, if, there, if there's any suspicion that there's a, any kind of spam happening and they see something in robots.txt, then they'll, they'll just go, they'll probably, I mean, I would. I'd go through it anyway just to <laughs> see what's in there. So there's, so there's no such thing on a website as a human.txt. So the humans, if they go manually review it, they can ignore robots.txt pretty easily. 
More SEO 101 from AppCon 2010 when we return. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with more SEO 101 from AFCON 2010 in Miami. Here's Ross and John. Do we have a mic that we can pass around to the audience? No. No, we don't. All right. We'll just have to repeat, I guess. I'll let you repeat. Okay. <laughs> Lee, go ahead. This is a rhetorical question for you guys, but it's important for these guys. Why did Google, Yahoo, and Microsoft become domain registrars? <laughs> Very good what? question. So the question was, why did the, the major search engines all become domain registrars? And which ties very tightly into this. Yeah, so well, the simple answer is that's a lot, there's a lot of phenomenal data there that they can use to um, see what patterns there are in terms of what domains have been bought and wh- who owns them and where they were before. You know, they can look at all the history using being a registrar. They can find out uh, if a particular domain set's owned by a particular owner, and then they can then track everything back to find out which networks are owned by who and which ones may be spam. Mm-hmm. And, and I've had people ask me when this, this topic comes up, it says, they're like, why would they go to that trouble? They're not really doing that, are they? <laughs> and, and I'm like, 
okay, it's a fact. They're all registrars. It's a fact. None of them are ever going to sell domains to anybody. Why else did they become registrars? There's no other reason for them to have become registrars. Well, and I, Matt's, I think Matt's even admitted it. I mean, it's not yeah. like he needs to, but he has. Now, uh, sir, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, sir, what was your name? Lance. Lance. Lance was just talking about the autoblog. Um, you know, the one thing that, that, that I note from that is, uh, if you're, and I'm sure you know this, but when you're, you're doing this kind of autoblogging and there's content coming in from other sites, you've got a duplicate content issue. So are you doing, is, is the plugin you're using reassociating or reorganizing content? That's what I'm getting, that's what I'm working on right now. Okay. Okay, so he's working on that at the moment, making it. So now, this isn't something, again, we should say we were behind. I mean, I think yeah. that, I, like I say, I think there are certain levels you have to go to if you're an affiliate, and it's, and it's absolutely at the point where so, you have to. Yeah. to are to you selecting your own content sources, or are you picking them from your um, programs? All right. So you're about to take a big hit in your autoblogs. Just about two weeks ago, Google announced a new meta tags, two of them. Source. Sources. And for people that are publishing content, there's, there's two of them. One of them they're currently using, one they're not using yet. The one they're currently using is for syndicated content to say who is the original source. Um, and... The other one is, is similar, but it's for the publisher. So you publish. One says, I am syndicating content. I'm publishing this, but the original source is here. The other one is, I'm syndicating this contest, and I'm the original source. So there's two different meta tags being used now, just released within the past couple weeks, that with it, you know, if, if it gets widespread usage and people start adopting it, your strategy is going to take a huge hit. Well, yeah, I mean... It when it comes right down to it, like, okay, first of all, yes, I, I agree, although these plugins can probably strip that. Second of all, it doesn't matter. Everybody else that's syndicating has it. And yeah. it's duplicate content. If you don't have it and the other ones do, you're going to get ignored. Do you think the source is really making a big difference, though, depending, because the content's the same, too. I mean, that's really what's the signal. Yeah, but, that, but the point of these meta tags and the reason Google yeah, decided to launch them. They know where to go to. So, they know, so that they have another, another cue of where this content is original and which the original content and who gets credit for it. I wonder who's, which, which companies are jumping in on this. Like other news sites, who's going to be jumping on board? Like even NPR on the last show we, when we did that interview, he said that uh, you know, they're still tired of testing it. And they're pretty tight with Google. So yeah. who knows? I mean, it's going to take a while. but it's Yeah, still it's not immediate, but it's, it's something to be aware of. Now, all that time you're spending doing this, have you tried writing some good articles? Yeah, you do write as well. Okay, so it's just a matter of trying to keep up with the other sites, and well, obviously that's the goal. You want to be able to write your own content because, well, then you're, uh, you, it's it's just the way to go. You you create your own content, you create your own um, exposure as an expert, and and things just start to to sell for you. And, and the thing about me that with with your strategy, and I've talked to people that have done this, where you build tons and tons of sites and you automate them, and you build it, let it go, basically. That's one portion of the big picture. How, do you, how are you dealing with linking? Either, either internal linking structures or sites, that's, that's done because of the site. But what about inbound links? Do you have a strategy around that, or do you just say whatever happens, happens? Using autoplay, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> using autoplay. A few months ago, I actually got some good results 
All right. So it's automating link building as well. You're automating content, automating link building. Everything's just automated. So I think there was another question. <laughs> Okay. Okay, another auto blogger. So you're seeding the content socially. So we got another question. Gentleman said he's using the same software, the same techniques, and he's generating links by an automated plugin that that automates tweets and Facebook and, and social seeding of his content as it's published. Is that correct? Correct. So and you, is it working for you? You're getting a decent amount of links from doing that? Yes, yes. When you, when you have the, the autoblog set up, what uh, is happening on the homepage is you can decide how many uh, words of the excerpt you want to take. So you're basically excerpting, except when you're using easy-type articles, uh, you're taking the full article you want to take because you have the rights to do that. But you really are creating your own unique page of content because you can have seven or eight excerpts. Splices. So essentially, it's, it's splicing different feeds in a way. Right. Yeah, and, and so you're creating an art, a, a unique article by, by doing this. So he's, he's, he's saying that, that, that he's taking the same article and doing different tweets with different content, you know, seeding in different ways throughout the day. Now, are you doing this for your own profiles? Are you getting retweets and other people publishing this? Or is it all your own? your own network of social profiles and social grid that's doing these linking links. Well, what I've been doing is every autoblog has its own Twitter Every autoblog has okay. its own Twitter account. Okay. created for that topic. So I have one that uh, is on how to stop creditor calls. And the huh. Twitter name is creditor calls. And all day is this is picking up RSS feed content and easy articles on that that Twitter account a couple weeks ago, there's like over 100 followers of that Twitter account just for that. Nice. But, so, so I, I would definitely, so he was, he was talking, just, I know you guys can't hear everything, he was, he was saying that he has a separate set of social profiles for each of his autoblogs, and they're generating followers on their own. But I would definitely recommend to you, Danny Sullivan published a, a, a couple of interviews he did via email and telephone just recently with, the, with Bing and Google Teams about how they are using the data from social networks, specifically Twitter and Facebook. And it was very interesting to me that when they were talking, they were giving, the, both of those sites were giving very, very good information-packed answers to Danny's questions. And it, it came to me that, A, the engines are not taking, they're not crawling those sites at all. So the engines are not getting the information. They're not crawling Twitter. They're not crawling Facebook. They're pulling all their information from the APIs. Which is good for one reason, mainly because Twitter has no follows everywhere. There are not no followers, no follows on the APIs. So if Google's pulling all their information from the API now and not the site, it's not no followed. Another thing is is they're also, uh, and I, I was her writing, so if, I'm sorry if you covered a little bit of this, but yeah. they're, they're they're looking at the profiles and seeing just how active they are in other markets. Yeah. You can't just be posting. That's exactly the same. They, they made a big point about saying. Yeah. Part of their analysis of those links is the authority of the user profile. So you have an authority on Twitter. Twitter has an authority score internal to their structure. I don't know if they're sharing that with the engines or not, but Google is also building authority for the user. 
Not the page, not the, the, the actual tweets, but the user has an authority rank. It's really the most important element. Yeah, and if that, if that user doesn't have any authority, that link doesn't count for squat. Yeah, and if, if you're retweeting and there seems to be some sort of a network going on, you're retweeting out what other, uh, these other products are and they all connect. It's just like a website. They're really, they're treating them like websites. They're, yeah. they're, they're getting their own credibility rating. Um, and uh, what I actually you, you, you take the same factors when you're thinking about building a link. Is it relevant? Is it authoritative? And you apply that to the person in the social networks. Are they authoritative in their mix? Are they relevant? Do they have a grid of social people around them that are relevant and authoritative? And the closer you get to that most authoritative and most relevant person, if that person puts a link to you, that link counts for a whole lot more than if I did a link to your bottom blog and I don't know anything about your topic. Yeah, and it's uh, again we're probably covering things we've covered before, but not in this particular session. Things right. like, uh, you know, first of all, are they legit followers? I mean, there's so many auto followers out there of guys trying to get into the same, hoping you're going to auto follow back, yeah. and you know, it's it's become quite a noise signal that it's Google's going to be going zombie through. Zombie followers, zombie zombie accounts is what I've been hearing it called as. Plus, um, you know, obviously, getting any kind of retweet signal is going to be critical. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the quality. Uh, and you need at least, just so you know, you need at least three retweets. There was a study done um, for a Twitter link to count anything. It has to be th- retweeted at least three times. Yeah, and then we talk about links, and that's yeah. a whole other realm. I mean, of the links you're getting, are they quality? Um, a lot of the sites that will link to you based on something inside of Twitter, at least, you know, not all the time, but unless you're you know, fairly connected and you've got some real um, power followers, the links you'll get are pretty weak. I mean, can you just imagine at this point how all the marketers are jumping into Twitter? If you were Google, your noise filter, your gain would be on high. You're just looking for the big stuff that's popping up. And, and, and then you'll start to identify who are the real people to watch. And all this work you'll be doing in Twitter and all these different marketplaces will just kind of go wasted. Yeah. You'll see these links and everything, but I think it's more Google playing with you than anything. You know, Google playing yeah. with you. But you know what, they always do. But <laughs> does, does anybody use Hootsuite? Hootsuite? No? Good. Because you got to be careful tactically when you're doing this stuff, too, the different URL shorteners. Like Hootsuite, the only one, well, it used to be the only one you can use in Hootsuite was their own URL shortener, which was Alley. Alley does a 302 redirect instead of a 301. Is it still? I don't know if it still does, but initially it did a 302. So you got to be really careful to analyze how that stuff works as well. So you got to dig into it from a tactical level. More SEO 101 from AppCon 2010 when we return. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Kaching: How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. 
Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K A C H I N G book.com. From domains to digital marketing, social media to blogging, you can reach this broad audience by using what you're listening to right now. Reach the thousands of internet marketers that download and listen live to the premier on air and on demand podcast network, WebmasterRadio.fm, with the Internet Marketing Channel, featuring shows like the Joel Com Show, the WordPress Community Podcast, and more. Our ad campaigns are fully integrated with multiple avenues of exposure, from slick, effective 30 second commercials to detailed, informative 30 minute town hall meetings. Expose your products and services to listeners and podcasters of not just shows like Market Edge and Domain Masters, but anyone looking for ways to market their business with your product. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm to find out more. LPO, landing page optimization. Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. We are back with more SEO 101 from AFCON 2010 in Miami. Here's Ross and John. How can you take a blog and get it into the website results page of Google? And uh, connected to that question is I'm uh, rebuilding a website right now using WordPress. I know most people use them for blogs, but I'm doing this to build a more static website. And my question is, will I be penalized in the web results if I'm using WordPress to build a website? And what is the difference between how Google looks at uh, websites versus blogs? And how do they know the difference other than the comment field? And how can I get a blog to be in the first page of web results? Great question. So the question was... Questions. There's a couple of questions in there. Um, the gentleman asked, he's got, he's got a website built on WordPress. He's building it using WordPress as a CMS, not blog software. He wants to know how you can get a blog indexed in the, the standard web results search as opposed to blog results search in the engines. Um, so there's a couple of different t- topics to hit there. Uh, one, the you, WordPress, I'm the, one of the biggest WordPress fanboys there is. Um, and one of them. One of them. <laughs> um, WordPress, to me, I, I never call it blog software. It's not blog software. It's a CMS. Not anymore. Yeah. It started out that way, but it's evolved into a full-fledged, full-blown content management system. And if you know how to use it, you can actually build a whole entire website. And this is one of the answers to your question. So if you're trying to get a website indexed using WordPress, um, Build your site out as a, with a CMS, and you can add a blog to it as well. So you have your site and a blog on the same domain. So even though you're using WordPress, your content on your site is not seen as a blog because you have a blog on your site. So you know, that's one way to address that issue. Getting actual blog content into search is not impossible. I mean, just because it's in the blog search results does not mean it's not going to show up in the, or, the regular organic search as well. Well, for example, um, my site, stepforth.com, is 100% WordPress. And I think it's pretty advanced. I've got a full-time programmer that works with it and everything. And in it, we have a blog, which I just find all very ironic. But yeah, it's, it's, it's deep in the site, but it's there. It's, it's, um, and it's fairly frequented. But the best part about it is that the content within it is always found in organic search results. Why? Links. Um, 
likely, hopefully, because it's good content. <laughs> but you know, it, it's treated like any other page. But when it comes down to blog results, when does Google just pick it as a blog? I think it's probably from the RSS feed. If there's, I, I've actually seen sites that have pages and content indexed in standard web search, blog search, and news search, all from the same site, all mm-hmm. from the same RSS. Yeah. So it's really going to be a matter of you know, how you're identified. You can get into news search. I mean, I, I, I should verify the blog portion, but I know with the news search, Google has to approve you to be in their news. So it's not like just because you decide you want to be a news site, you're going to be a news search. They have to... You, there's no application process, but they have to be able to see you as a news site publishing news on a regular basis. If you n- use the specific news site map, that'll help. There's ways to identify yourself as a news site. I don't know it's if they harder. do the same like, thing with blog. Do they, when, is there a specific list that they build saying these are going to be in blog search? Like they have a list, these are going to be in news, these are going to be in blog. And you can be in both, but then it does not exclude you from organic. Either one of them does. Yeah, well... Google's always about providing the best results. So if it finds that you're looking for something and it happens to be in their blog thing, why not show it? I mean, that's really the, the point. Um, now, when Google News came out, I, well, we, we decided to take a shot in the dark at Step Forth, and we, we, we submitted our blog, and we got into Google News, in their news feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought out Google Blogs, and we were immediately transitioning to Google Blogs, which was like, <laughs> but still, it happened. Um, so... It is at that time. It was submission process. A lot of times, I've never had to do it with a client anyway. Um, recently, if they have good news, they've got they're they're out there. They're publishing a lot. They tend to get into the Google News feed, um, just again because they've been found. There've been enough links. I do believe there is a. I'm going to look it up right now. But um, a submission page for sites. Um, and a lot of like we're talking big companies like like NPRs and Google News, you know things like right. that 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 have that kind of stability. Now, one of the other questions you had, well, it, it, I, when it comes to building a, a website in WordPress, there are a quite, a, quite a number of things to look at and consider. Um, wow, we've done a whole show on it. Um, it's back there in our archives. Yeah. <laughs> there could um, probably be more shows on it too. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> Definitely and. Where do we begin with that? Uh, I, I know which plugins I like to use. It's a bit dated, but WordPress SEO.ca um, is uh, a You're site. Plugging that Canadian stuff again. Come on. Yeah, I know. I'm a Canuck. <laughs> I know. Um, it is something I put together really quickly for a presentation I did. I haven't updated it much, but I know that the plugins are just as applicable. Well, I know right now, if you're using WordPress, you're probably familiar with Yoast. He's got a show on Webmaster Radio as well. Oh, yeah. He's putting out some SEO plugins that he's building that are unbelievable. I mean, they're just outstanding. Um, And his model is pretty simple. You have the basic SEO plugins, and he has modules. If you need news, he's going to have an SEO plugin to plug into his SEO plugin, he'll have a module for news or video or image. So it's really good. Yoast has got a new one coming out. It's, it's just in the beginning. It just came out of beta with his first one, I believe, his first, the first portion of it. So I would definitely look into that. Um, and he's got free plugins that are phenomenal, too. Yeah, right? and he's, he's, but he's integrating them. all the free plugins into this one big SEO plugin. Yeah, so that's a, a great place to start. And definitely do your reading. 
WordPress, uh, you know, it's it's a forgiving system, yeah. but you still, if you make a mistake, it's hard to go back and, and make the changes without having some impact on any rankings you may have already achieved. Right. So to an- I think to answer the, the main question, because you asked it before we even started the show, was how do you get a blog in organic search, the standard search results? And the answer is simple. The same way you get any other site into organic search results, the reason you might be showing up in the blog search first or more prominently is because if you're in both of those, um, there's a lot, the smaller pool of sites you're being compared against for a certain search phrase in the blog search versus the standard organic search. So it's really just a matter of you might be doing well in the blog side of things and not well in the regular. It's because you have so many more sites and so many more factors that are being taken into consideration. I don't even know if the factors change that much, but there's a bigger pool of sites you're competing against for those positions versus you're just competing against other blogs in the blog search. So, but, but keep the links building, keep the content coming, and just like you would any other, cert- other site to get it in that organic You're result. talking to some pretty pure white hats here. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to be as flexible as we can in the areas like you guys are talking about, because I know you, you have to be in the gray area. I'm glad Matt's not here giving me the eyes, but anyway, <laughs> Matt cuts that is. But uh, you know, he knows it as well as we do. <laughs> in certain areas, you, you got to play with the people who are already competing and doing well. Um, I know that's why I don't do any of the casino sites anymore. Um, I just got so frustrated. That kind of optimization, going white hat was—I wouldn't say impossible, but almost. I mean, to, to, to compete against any of these, these big guys who are pulling every trick in the book because it's every dollar. is just every dollar they spend, they get 20, 30, 50 bucks back. I mean, it's amazing. So it makes sense. Now, just uh, some, a follow-up from what I was saying. Uh, I, I thought so. Uh, I'm glad it's still there so I don't look silly. But there is a way to submit to Google News. <laughs> so you can just type in, in, in Google News and submit. Now, I know that unless you're a really high-quality news site, it's probably not worth your time. But um, certainly an affiliate site wouldn't have a hope. Um, but if you've got a really good news site, you can do it. And just I, I just simply typed in um, submit site to Google News. <laughs> there's, a, there's a company out there. What's the company's name? Um, Brafton. Anybody familiar with Brafton? Yeah, okay, a couple. Got one, a couple. Okay. Brafton, their business model is to get your site included in business news. They will create the content. They will do everything. They will show you how to do it and get you included in business news or Google News. Hmm. Um, I don't know what their success ratio is, um, but that's that's what they do. That's their whole business model. So if you're interested in doing it and you're not sure your site qualifies, you know, go take a look at their website. I'm not sure what their uh, URL is, but I know the company is called Brafton. Are you familiar? Do you know what their URL is? Uh, I'll find out. Um, yeah, no, I mean, just Google it. I'm sure. Hopefully, they're good enough to show up for their own brand. Brafton.com. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty uh, unique name. I think that would be an easy .com to get, so that's good. That's uh, good. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, people need that help, and especially with uh, all the different types of uh, information you can stick in RSS feeds and oh, yeah. uh, making it look good. It's important. Right. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, Director of Organic Search for MediaWiz, we'd like to uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, my Twitter ID is at Ross Dunn, and John's is. I'm at John Carcutt. Yeah, so thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. We hope you tune in next week. Remember, our shows are on 2 p.m. Pacific on Mondays and 5 p.m. Eastern. So we forgot to thank somebody. And our audience. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you, audience. <laughs> I'm not used to that. <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> right, thanks, everybody.